With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to episode 59 of the Bomber Brothers Podcast, part of the Pinstripe Valley community of podcasts. Sean and Ryan back to talk about some current events in the baseball world, which has been a rarity of late, but there's plenty going on, not in ter- anything in terms of live games, unfortunately, but there's plenty of proposals on the table, there's plenty of players balking at the potential financial fallout of said proposals we have an update on Aaron Judge um Yankees former Yankees GM before Brian Cashman Bob Watson passed away last night as we record on Friday morning so a bunch of stuff going on we're going to put the season in reviews on hold which Sean is probably a good thing because that means there's actually something current to talk about and with the way baseball's been going since spring training got shut down, that's that's a, a good thing, although the subject of a lot of these things aren't necessarily positive, but at least there's something to talk about that's going on in the here and now. I um I think all of it's pretty negative, honestly. I mean, you know, Bob Watson dies is obviously bad. Aaron Judge won't be ready for the opening day. That probably won't happen. Is 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 bad and and the plan that the owners want is is bad so nothing good but uh i'm kind of used to that these days um so yeah yeah it's 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 rough i mean first we could start off with with bob watson who who passed away last night and was obviously helped with the architecture of our favorite world series in, in 1996 before brian cashman took over in 1998 so he was involved with some with some big deals that really helped that team like getting um like getting Cecil Fielder who was huge in that postseason getting getting Cecil and uh like accidentally getting some of the relievers that were key to uh right didn't they try to give back uh was it Weathers or Bowringer one of those guys I, th- I think it was Bowringer yeah so but yeah, it worked out, man. I mean, um, yeah, I think it was the first African American GM to win yep. the World Series, right? That's so, right. Very, uh, you know, very, very, very cool. He kind of fills that space between uh, Cashman and Stick. Um, 
but does does a good job and resigns pretty abruptly, as what happens with most of the George Steinbrenner managers, GMs, <laughs> and everything like that. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's too bad to see him go. Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, also the first African American GM in the major leagues in in general because he was the GM of of the Astros before who he spent most of his playing career with before he came to the Yankees. So, RIP to Bob Watson. And then and then also kind of feeling like it's going to be RIP to a potential season. It seems like even if even if even if the owners come up with a proposal and there's, you know, the necessary testing and medical clearance and everything like that, even with all that, it's I feel like it's going to be really hard to get the players on the same page as well to where they feel like, A, they're getting paid properly, and B, they feel you know safe taking the field. It's just looking like it's going to be pretty tough. Well, what I don't, I all right. Let's just start with the pavement part because that to me is the most cut and dry. I don't, I don't know about you, but to me, it's the most cut and dry. The the players have wanted revenue sharing in the past, and now the owners are saying, "Well, since we're going to make less, yeah, you could take less too." It doesn't really make any sense. The owner's proposal to me, just based on past negotiations, like the I think what what's getting lost is the players are agreeing to take a 50% pay cut because they're going to play 50% of the games. That makes total sense. I understand that. Um, But why would the players take less of a percentage if the owners make more money, if something good happens, if everybody's TV in America breaks and radio breaks and computer breaks, so attendance goes way up because the only way to find – the only way to find the – what's going on with your baseball team is to go to the games. The owners aren't going to give the players more money, and it's laughable that the owners are are playing off. I think uh, the uh, you know the jerk owner of the Cubs said that seventy percent of their revenue comes from ticket sales. Get the Get heck the hell out, out of here! Yeah. <laughs> Come on, they own, don't they own that TV network over there now? Like they yeah. just started it. Yeah, that thing's going to be going going off. Yeah. They got all that money from the what was it the Bam Tech sale or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, like just get real. If you make more money, you're not giving the players more money, so they shouldn't take less money because you're going to make less money. I, that, that's that's ridiculous to me. They're already agreeing to take a pay cut based off the amount of work that they're going to do. Um, so I, I don't understand where the owners get off by asking for this. Yeah, um, I have no idea either. You kind of said exactly what I was thinking. You know, there's no... 50-50 revenue split when everything's normal, so why should the players have to sacrifice their pay during this during this current time any more than they already are? You know, lo- losing, being paid half of your salary when there's only half of a season makes sense, but, you know, further cutting into that just doesn't. And I think, uh, I think it's, I think it was cool of of Blake Snell to kind of like voice those opinions and you can see how emotional and fired up he was about it because I'm sure that's how a lot of players feel. And And Harper backed him up too yesterday, I saw. Yes, he did. And and there's probably also concern of, you know, going going back and playing and putting themselves at risk and 
more importantly, the you know family members or any other loved ones they come in contact with, and so that's that's a risk as well. That probably makes it less motivating to take that kind of risk when you're being asked to d- take a another pay cut on top of the one you've already taken. So it seems like we're um, we're heading for a pretty contentious negotiation with uh with the owner's proposal to you know have baseball back in july in their in the home stadiums it's uh it's gonna be tough to pull off i think too like you're asking the players to take on more of a risk before i mean we haven't even seen what the proposal is now but they're gonna have to isolate from their families i assume so take on mm-hmm. more of like an abnormal lifestyle than they already live, which I mean, I get it. They're, they're major league baseball players. They get to play baseball for a living. That's great. But as you get older, you start to appreciate things like family and like normalcy more, I think. Um, so you're asking them to accept, accept a level of, of danger and a level of isolation from their families um, and take less money to do it. That just doesn't make much sense to me. I'm sure that there's players that just want to play and they're like, let's get out there. But um, yeah, it's, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do this. No spitting. What are you going to wear? You know, wear face masks and everything like that. And I mean, the KBO has been plenty entertaining, but I just think that the level of coverage here in the United States, it's going to make it harder to, uh, harder to pull this off. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when, when Korea's been was much more aggressive in kind of handling this right away and getting there. Um, well, people here don't even want to wear masks. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, like I saw an article like men don't want to wear masks because it makes them seem like pretty much like wusses. And everybody's responding with the the bane gif, but you know exactly. Yeah. Don't care who I was to I put on the mask. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just I don't know. It it's just not looking good. You know the. Players' associations not not going to go for this. I mean, Tony Clark already you know said this is basically just a salary cap, and and we're not and we're not going to do that. And the fact that the owners are you know anonymously kind of leaking these details through the media kind of shows that they know they know exactly how this is going to be received. So it's it's not it's not good. Um, I think that's that's a big thing in every negotiation. The owners are always always know how to leak the information they want to leak to yeah. make it seem like oh, so you want to get out there and play with these players. They just want their money to go play. But I mean, I think that's one thing the players' association can get out ahead of better because um, you know it definitely seems like the owners have the media in their back pockets and um, things start to get things start to get spun in the owner's light where I think if you're a logical person and think about the problem, you can really see that the owners are the ones that make off, you know, with all of the added benefits. Oh, of course they, they, you know, they, they twist the narrative. So it's like, you know, like it's just baseball has always been the great distraction. Like we need baseball back, especially during a trying time like this. And, you know, AKA we're losing a lot of money. we, want to get back out there so we can continue to make money and which I'm sure will translate whenever it comes time to try to bring fans back into the stands. Oh, you know, the game has always been great because of the fans. We want fans to be able to 
experience coming to the ballpark again. It's 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 rooted in in money. Yeah, um, I, I think they're worried about fans going back to the ballpark. Yeah, I absolutely. think they're really worried about that because I mean, my the Rangers refunded me my my season tickets on Wednesday. They gave us our money back for the games that weren't played, and on top of that, they gave us. $150 credit. So all of our money back plus an extra 150 uh, to go either in store to the team store at the next time we're at the garden or like for uh, concessions and stuff. So if the Rangers are giving away $150 to every full season ticket subscriber, when over 70% of the garden is full season ticket subscribers to the Rangers, I mean, that's, that's a relatively big financial commitment. Yeah. They got to be worried. No, absolutely. It's, it's a, a huge concern. I think, and we don't know what the trend of of this virus is going to be in months to come. Whether there'll be another surge as places start to reopen, perhaps prematurely. But obviously, we're looking at empty stadiums when, if and when the season begins in July. They're trying to do a second spring training in June, which would try to have the season start by early July. An 82-game season, expanding playoff teams from 10 to 14. So there's a a lot of factors involved. The 30-man roster, of course, Universal DH would be one. Um, And there's like the geographical schedules part where you really only play teams in in the same area as you. So a lot of of Yankees, Red Sox, a lot of... What else is now? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. well, what do you? Th- or let me ask you, kind of like just to get off the, the beaten path a little bit. One, I think we both think Universal DH that should be here and it should be here it's, to stay. Yeah, it already should have. But what do you think about doing more of like the NHL NBA setup where the teams are more regionally packed? Like, why don't the Phillies and Yankees play in the same league? That's you know what I mean. Like that would create all sorts of havoc and fun. I mean, you lose the opportunity to play the Phillies or the the, the Mets in the World Series, but. What do you what do you think about that as a possibility moving forward to cut down on travel, play more games in your time zone, and uh, you know? Yeah, I mean, as current currently with my current life situation, I kind of enjoy coming home from work and it's ten o'clock at night and a West Coast game is about to start. I also like you know th- like liking seeing the Yankees play against Mike Trout and stuff like that. But I definitely think it's an, an interesting idea. I don't think it's something I would be completely a, opposed to if they go through with something like this and then they're like, you know, hey, this this is kind of working out. Maybe this is something we can continue with. But, I mean, if we reach the end game and you wind up working for the Yankees and you'd probably want to just, you know, not yeah, keep be it flying in the- to California <laughs> four times a year. No, that that would be really nice. Yeah, there's worth worse places to go to, but yeah. absolutely. All uh, right, so yeah, I I don't know. I uh, obviously I don't think the the DH should uh, not be in the National League. It should be. I think get with the times. It's um, it's really fun to watch Bartolo Colon hit a home run, and it's really fun to see a pitcher throw a um, you know a shutout and hit a solo home run. But those things happen so rarely. And, um, yeah, exactly. it's, it's better to see the competition. I was watching, 
I was gluttoning for punishment, so I rewatched part of Game Six against the Astros, and just like watching that DJ LeMahieu at bat when he ties the game in the ninth, it's that's what baseball's all about: is that battle between the pitcher and the hitter. And you lose that once out of every eight times in the National League because you have a guy that can't hit up there usually. So, yeah, I know the 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 cries for strategy or the loss of strategy are kind of obnoxious because you know. There's not we, much strategy in pitching to someone who can who gets a hit one out of every 20 at-bats. I mean, I get that with the double switches and when you pinch hit and pull a hitter or something like that. But, I mean, the strategy in the game now is mostly around the bullpen. Yeah, exactly. I hit that mute button before I sneezed just in time. Buzzer beater. Yeah. Of course, now that I said that, it doesn't matter. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm not a. I'm not a pro. D, I'm not a pro. No DH guy. I want the DH in both leagues because if I see another Yankee pitcher get hurt in early play, I'm just gonna lose it. Yeah, we haven't. We haven't forgotten Shimming Wong. And Tanaka got hurt too. Tanaka too. Yep. Blew out both of his hamstrings. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. What What did you think of? Of Mark Teixeira saying that the players shouldn't fight this proposal and that you know they should just take the deal and restart baseball. Teixeira has a weird arc in my favorability yes. rankings. He like was like I kind of was like eh, about him early on, like good performer, but he kind of had a bland personality. Then for the second half of his Yankee career, he became very very likable with the the talk show that he did. Oh, yeah. um, foul, was it foul territory? Foul and territory. then he. And then, like, all the stuff, like, with him and um, – what was the pitcher on the Red Sox? Padilla. Uh, Padilla. And then – Blown the, save. The blown <laughs> save. And when he was messing with the Mets reliever, pretending to steal the signs, yeah. the walk-off grand slam. Like, he became so likable. Then he retires and, like, talks shit about Judge after the New York, New York thing. Right? Mm-hmm. So, all right, so, like, the, there's the All-Star game where he's there with Batances and, and Judge goes off. That's that's it. That's that's where the story, I wish, ended. But then he starts talking bad about Judge for the New York, New York thing. And then he says, like, getting out there for the love of the game. Dude, come on. You made so much money. Yeah. If, if you really love the game that much, why didn't you just take less money to play with the Yankees? They could have gotten a couple more starters, and you could have guaranteed yourself, like, four more or three more World Series. Yeah, why didn't you offer to take a pay cut so the Yankees could keep Cano? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so. he ba- basically saying I would rather make pennies on the dollar and give hope to people and play baseball than not make anything and lose an entire year off their career. I mean, I would have had been more hopeful if the Yankees had Max Scherzer. So why don't you take a pay cut for that Max Scherzer? That would have given me a lot of hope that the Yankees could win. Yeah. You, you could have had multiple World Series rings. Yep. But it, it's just a classic case of someone who's already been paid and yeah. has no problem saying that because they know that they will never be in, the, in this hypothetical situation. But it, it, I, I agree. Teixeira's, Teixeira's arc post-retirement has a... Uh, has been a frustrating one with this being the, the latest example. It happens to a lot of you. This is like the the least bad example. Oh, it of course. It happens yeah. to a lot of Yankees. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, all right. Well, we also had an update on Judge with uh, Cashman saying that he 
was always looking at a summer return, which is funny because when we first learned about this, we we were told you know a couple weeks and he'll be good. Now, now you're now you're talking. If the season starts in July, you still might not even have have Judge. Hell, you can you, you can get Hicks back before Judge. <laughs> it's true. I've learned not to trust anything Brian Cashman says, and that's a good thing in a lot of ways, but it could be a bad thing. Yeah, sometimes. And um, this is yeah, the injury stuff is one of them. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, hopefully he's on the road back. I don't know. They said if he had the surgery, he would only would have missed like four weeks. Why the hell didn't he just get the surgery at this point? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Well, wouldn't the, got surgery, the surgery have removed the rib? Yeah. Maybe he just elected to. Maybe he wanted to keep his rib. He could wear some armor or something like that instead. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, they, they need to invent the Wolverine stuff. Adamantium? Yeah. Just make all these guys bones like that. Yeah, that that would be uh that would be nice. It might might get in the way of their mobility. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I don't think the season's going to start in July. I heard they want to start July 4th because it'd be symbolic. Come on, just get a life. Oh my god. Um I don't think that's going to happen, so I don't think it's something we have to worry about with Judge. But it does worry me that he's taking so long to heal. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, and it's going to be no matter what they do, it's going to be so weird. And like, they're you're going to have the first player that tests positive, and they're not going to shut it down. And it's just going to be like, what are we doing here, guys? Like, come on! Like this stuff. I mean, they haven't done like the long term study of how this affects you because this just has started recently. But they are there's. Like Snell said, this is in you forever. Like if there are lasting effects, you're going to have them. And excuse me, to put yourself at risk to play baseball seems kind of crazy. And plus, I mean, come on, let's be positive. Operation Warp Speed was started yesterday by the president. That's what they're <laughs> calling it, Operation Warp Speed, to get a fast, um, a fast, uh, what's it called? Uh, yeah, yeah, vaccine. We have space forces and warp speed. Man, I think uh, if, if we went a little more Star Warsy and less Star Trekky, might you know? Yeah, we might stand a chance. Might stand a chance. Yeah, Operation Lightspeed that would have been better. Hyperspace. So you, uh, so your outlook for the July start is is not good. Not good. Not yeah. good. No, I agree. This, uh, I think this is you know not just in terms of. From a health standpoint, and that you know, medically it would be feasible to start in July because I don't think that. But also just from a fact that the owners and players are probably so far apart, and I just don't think, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't know how this is going to affect free agency next year. I mean, are are all these is Mookie Betts even going to have someone willing to sign him? Or, um, you know, what's the What's the next CBA going to look like? There's there's going to be long-lasting effects of what's going on, and it could severely impact the league in the coming years. Yeah, that's – I mean, if there's not a – if there's not a clear-cut path to 2021, which, I mean, I'm hopeful that there will be. Um, who's going to want to spend money on guys if there's not going to be a season? They're all going to cry poor. Yep, it's, they already are. Yeah. <laughs> It's going to be really bad, and um, I'm just 
I don't know. I, I, I'm hopeful, but at the same time, there, there, there's never been a reason to be hopeful when it comes to these negotiations between owners and players because the players just agreed to get shafted for like the last 20 years, yep. basically, since what was it? 2000 or so 17 year, right? 2003 was the year they almost had the stoppage. Remember, I, yep. I don't know. They, they, remember, there was like a two o'clock game at Wrigley and they moved it back so they could get the get it in. I remember that. Um and yeah, ever since then, with it's been downhill for the players, and you know now they're they're realizing that these owners are making so much more money than us. And I mean, I mean, let's be real. Like you know, the owners have done business things to get where they are. We don't care about it. if if the Yankees are owned by Steinbrenner or or Joe Schmo down the street. If the if the owners care about putting a good product on the field, we don't care who the owner is. We care who the players are, though. Yeah, of course. Like anybody could do the right thing if they want to, but the you know the, to be a good athlete is that special. That's what we, we we care to see. I mean, I could own the Yankees and do a great job. Pretty sure. I don't have the money to own the Yankees, but yeah, exactly. I would basically you know. just tell Brian Cashman just do it, do whatever you want. Yeah. But if, I mean, if my father owned the Yankees, then I would own the Yankees like the Steinbrenners. And it's like, well, what did you really do except get born into the right family? And now you're going to make more money because you were born the right way? That doesn't make any sense to me. So really, it's all his dad's fault. <laughs> and, and then there's, you know, and then the fact that you have Teixeira making these comments who already made his $180 million. And you have the uh, governor from Illinois saying that the players should just take the deal. And, you know, he owns what is it the Hyatt or something that's and he's valued at however many billion dollars you know it's easy for it's easy for those people to say because they're already set for life you have a lot of you know everyone says oh owners are billionaires but players are millionaires at least well no a lot of them aren't you still have a lot of you still have a lot of players who are not yet making their worth I mean for crying out loud Gleyber Torres isn't even a free agent until like 2025 so there's there's still a, a ton of players in the league that are trying to set themselves up in their future uh for the rest of their life so they are probably not gonna want to risk their health and their family's health for the pay cut that the owners are going to try to you know put them through yeah i mean like even like a guy like Gio Urshela, he's going to make less than a million dollars this year like and then you prorate that for like let's say let's say Gio who makes a million dollars gets corona this year, gets really sick and like his lungs don't recover and he can't play again. Let's just say. Do you think that guy's set for life off a million dollars or less than a million dollars? No. I mean pro like yeah, a million dollars a year sounds great, but then if that's your only window is one year you make a million dollars, you know, that's fifty thousand dollars a year for twenty years and then you're done. That's not that doesn't sound like it. <laughs> So like okay, you have to work after that. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I mean, I think people always think about like the Bryce Harpers, the Garrett Coles that have gotten their payday, but you have to think about the players that haven't, and what happens if they are unable to play anymore. So exactly. All right, is there any other anything else current that we that we missed? I don't think I don't so. Think so uh, it's all it's all about this this battle that we knew was coming and. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that's pretty much, pretty much it. Leave it to a global pandemic to throw a couple logs on the fire when it comes to the owners versus the players. 
because obviously there were already some oh yeah some tension there all right um well it's it's a normal episode so is there anything you're looking forward to in this coming week it's going to be 80 degrees tomorrow and i despise the cold weather and love the heat so i'm excited about that but uh, definitely miss I, I miss I miss playing baseball. Like uh, it was a couple nice days recently, and I would have liked to have been out there. But um, you know, maybe maybe we could throw the ball around, just you know, have a little catch with our uh, PPE on, yeah, play, like plastic gloves or something. <laughs> so we'll see. But uh, yeah, I guess that that's it. Just a couple nice days. It's been a it's been a not great April and May weather-wise so far, so I'm happy it's going to be a little nicer out, get outside. Yeah, exactly. That's what you stop, need. And- stop playing the show for eight hours a day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've been been logging too much time on there. Yeah. All right. God, it's, it stinks to hit with Keith Hernandez. Oh, it's awful. Just perfect, perfect liners right right at the center fielder. It was funny when I texted you what happened last night. I had a perfect, perfect liner off the pitcher, ricocheted off the pitcher and got caught. And you said, like, Keith Hernandez always did that. I thought it was Keith Hernandez for a second, but then I realized he was the batter before that. It was Andre Dawson that did that. Mm. So, anyway. All right. Well, yeah, that's it. What are you looking forward to? Um, yeah, I guess I'm looking forward to uh, potentially being able to – to get outside a little more i'm get definitely getting cabin fever in here so yeah just uh being able to enjoy the weather although every time i every time you you feel nice weather you just think about baseball so that's a little depressing but at least still yeah. at least you'll be able to get out and do something to take your mind off everything for a while yeah i i, I agree about the stuff but i'm going to try to play a little golf like at least you could play that uh I want to play a little bit of golf while there's no baseball. I haven't played a lot in a few years, so yeah, it'll be something to fuel the competitive juices. Yeah, there you go. Not as not as fun, but and, and probably more frustrating than baseball. <laughs> yeah. Like at least like in baseball, like hitting can be frustrating as hell. But then you go in the field and you kind of control really how everything goes out there. But in, in golf, it's just it's hitting all the time. Yes, Rough. I whenever i play golf i have to angle my body about um 45 degrees from from the tee because it's gonna i'm gonna slice the hell out of it because i'm just so used to swinging across my body that i slice every drive so it works yeah. it, cur- it, it curves back to the fairway most times mine doesn't i don't know how I many was... yards i lose for for that curve but whatever i lose a lot of balls <laughs> All right. Well, I hope everyone else can enjoy the the nice weather if you're if you're living in in the Northeast, and hopefully there's some more promising news to talk about next week. If not, we will return to our season in review and discuss 1999. Only a couple of these left, so we'll wrap those up. But until then, thanks for listening and have a good week. See you later, everybody.